Dr. Jackie, and welcome to today's pep talk, what worry and meditation have in common. We live in a world where people are chronically stressed. People are activating their sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response on a regular basis. In fact, I believe for many of my clients, they're just living in a chronic state of fight or flight, particularly for my clients who grew up in abusive or dysfunctional homes. I believe that they are living in this place of needing to assess for danger and have a, have a very difficult time activating their parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system assists us in fighting or fleeing. If we have an animal chasing us, we need that sympathetic nervous system to release cortisol and adrenaline to help our body to prepare to fight or to flee. We need our respiration to increase. We need increased blood flow to our arms and our legs. We need to be able to fight or to run. In the parasympathetic state, it's referred to as rest and digest because our immune system and our digestive system are activated during the parasympathetic state. Think about it this way. If you are running from an animal, is your body really all that concerned about digesting food or fighting off a pathogen when you could die because of this animal chasing you? So when we're in the parasympathetic state, we're in that rest and digest state. When we're in the sympathetic state, we're increasing inflammation in our body because we're releasing all of these stress hormones in an attempt to protect ourselves. The sympathetic system is extremely important. We need it. What we don't need is to be activating it regularly. And that is what I believe uh, probably most all of my clients are doing. And what we need to be doing is getting to that parasympathetic state. Because in that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest state, our bodies are able to heal. We are able to rewire our brains, we're able to digest our foods, we're able to fight off pathogens. That is a state of health when we're in that parasympathetic state. And one of the ways that we can activate the parasympathetic nervous system or that rest and digest system is through meditation. And last month, I was encouraging you to think about 2020 and what you wanted to do differently this year. And one thing I would encourage everybody to include in their life is meditation. Meditation, the research is, it's, 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 it's amazing what the research shows of what meditation does for our bodies. It truly is a healing practice. It increases our, our immune system's ability to fight infection. It decreases inflammation in the body. And inflammation is at the root of all diseases. It assists with sleep. It assists our brains in being able to critically think. In fact, I was listening to a podcast with Dr. James Gordon, and he indicated that because meditation increases the activity in the frontal cortex, we have an increase in judgment, self-awareness, and compassion. I think all of us could use an increase in those three areas in our life. And when I encourage people to meditate, 
frequently what I hear people say is, I can't, I just can't meditate, My, I'm just not able to do it. It is impossible not to be able to meditate, and I mean that. In fact, if you're someone who worries, you're meditating. Now, it's not healthy meditation. Nonetheless, it is a form of meditation. So if you're a worrier, no more excuses. No more excuses. You're able to meditate. And, and think about that for a minute. If you are concerned about a problem, if you have something going on in your life and you're just going over it and over it, if let's say you're concerned about losing your job or you're concerned about a relationship or, or finances, if you're just sitting in that and going over it and over it and over it, you're meditating, right? So meditation, and there's all sorts of, of different interpretations of what meditation is. I like to think of it as a way to simply calm the brain, that we're really working on directing our focus so that we can calm the brain. Now, I hear some people talk about meditation as, you know, blanking out the mind. And I can only speak for myself, but I know I'm not capable of blanking out my mind. I am, and I'll use an always here, I'm always thinking about something. So with meditation, I think about it as the quieting of the mind, me focusing on something that's helping to quiet. So for example, it could be listening to music. There's binaural sounds, which means it's the sounds in one ear is different than the sounds in another. It reminds me a lot of EMDR and if you've worked with me directly you know I'm a huge proponent of EMDR because it's bilateral movement. So with the binaural sounds the belief is that it is actually helping to change the brain waves and helping to calm the brain. So for me that gives me something to focus on. It gives me something to listen to so that when my mind does wander, I'm able to bring bring back to focus the sounds. That gives me something directly to bring my, my focus back to and then work on breathing, of course, while I'm pairing it with the sounds. If you're a worrier, you are sitting and you are thinking about the problem and you're going over it and over it and over it. And think about, I mean, really, if you've worried about something recently, I bet if you sat for a few minutes, you were all in, right? You were consumed completely with what it was you were worried about. You weren't distracted by anything. You were all into the worry. Well, that's what we want to do with meditation. When you're worrying, you're activating that sympathetic nervous system. You're activating that potentially, and I think for most individuals they are, you're activating that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response. You, there's fear associated with it. If you're worrying about something, you're fearful of it. You're definitely not in that parasympathetic state. So really think about that for a minute. If you have the ability to sit and be lost in your fear, you have the ability to work at being lost in a sound or in your breath or even a word if you wanted to focus on one word even saying it over and over is a way to do meditation where again with meditation we're we're working on quieting the mind so if you're thinking about a word and you're let's say it was joy and maybe you're even saying it joy and you're thinking about how it feels in your mouth and you're thinking about how the sounds sound and how you feel it in your body while you're breathing 
that's a form of meditation. Dr. Mark Hyman, who I'm a huge fan of, he is a functional medicine doctor and he believes in the body's ability to heal. And he also believes that food is medicine, which of course I think you know that I believe in that. And he says that meditation is medicine and that it's it's so important for us to take time to work on quieting the mind because it has such a profound effect on our physical and emotional health. It was interesting, he, he commented that medicine shuts off a pathway or it blocks something and it's actually interfering with your biology to stop a symptom. Where meditation and food also, but he was referring to meditation in this moment, is actually assisting to, to heal the body. It's working with the body and helping the body to activate its own systems so that it can heal itself. And he talked about how one's immune system you know, increases, how the inflammation decreases, how sleep improves, because the and, and how there's also rewiring of the brain. Our that that neuroplasticity of the brain allows the brain to be rewired. And over time, just as though you can be wired to be a worrier, over time, if you're doing meditation, you can rewire your brain to be to be healthier. In fact, Dr. Hyman was talking to Emily Fletcher. She's an expert in the field of meditation. And she explained that meditation neutralizes the adrenaline and cortisol while it floods the brain with dopamine and serotonin. So those feel good, right, neurotransmitters, meditation helps to release those. So again, we're not with medicine, you're altering those, where with meditation, you're actually assisting your body in doing its own processes that it knows how to do. We've just kind of hijacked it with worry. So I encourage you to think about adding meditation to your life. And I, I want you to go really slowly with this. Even if you take 60 seconds every day, and I mean this, 60 seconds, if you clock it, it's amazing how long 60 seconds is. If you took 60 seconds every day to do meditation, and this could be with an app, there are a ton of different meditation apps out there. Calm is one I know that's very popular. Holosync is another one that does the binaurals, and then Brain FM is another one that does the binaural sounds. And but but even if it was going onto YouTube and it was just finding some meditations on YouTube, or you just sitting in in quiet, you could do that as well. Like I said, for myself, music works because it gives me something to focus on when my brain gets to talking. <laughs> and so it gives me something to focus on so I can come back to breath and come back to quieting my mind. Recognize your mind is going to go a hundred different directions and it's really going to resist being quiet. So this is the part where people say, I can't do it. It's because their brains aren't wanting to be quiet. The brains are wanting to be very active and thinking about all the things that are going on in their life. That's not not being able to do meditation. That's just part of the process. So it's having compassion for yourself, having patience with yourself and knowing that quieting your mind, it takes practice. We've become almost 
kind of mindless with how we live our lives and letting our brain just go wherever it wants to go without exerting you know any kind of censoring on that and if we're going down the path of worry or negativity we really want to work on bringing ourselves back to a neutral place this doesn't have to be everything's rainbows and butterflies it just simply is coming back to neutral again it can be sounds such as music it can be breath and again know that your mind is going to go in all these different directions and that's okay that's not doing it wrong also, some people fall asleep and they say, you know, it doesn't work for me because I fall asleep. Oh my gosh, if you fall asleep, that's a beautiful thing. That's a successful meditation. You calmed your body so much that you were able to fall asleep. So that's not a bad thing. That is a positive side effect of doing meditation. So again, I encourage you to think about implementing meditation into your life. Again, start really small. Start with a minute a day. Maybe you work up to five minutes a day. The research that I've read indicates 15 to 20 minutes a day is the optimal amount of time. And actually doing more than that does not demonstrate, um, you know, more improvement in the body. So this is a situation where it isn't necessarily more is necessary in order to reap the benefits that you get from meditation. But even if that's, and I know 15 minutes can sound really overwhelming. So again, start with a minute, start with five minutes, whatever resonates with you, just start somewhere. And know that every minute that you do that, you are helping your body to heal itself. You are helping to activate that parasympathetic state. And that's the state that we want to live in, not in the sympathetic state where most people are living. We want to live in that parasympathetic state. We want to be in a restful, peaceful place so that our body can heal itself. It can decrease the inflammation from the stresses of life, and it can help to activate that frontal cortex so that we can you know, think more clearly, have better judgment while we're also self-aware and expressing compassion. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I encourage you to do one thing purposefully to attain true power for life.